Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we are uh, we were prompted, ZD posted a very satisfying picture on the internet of a cover stitch. And that's exactly why I did it. Yeah. Because I do it and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. And when the, you get it right. On the top and on the bottom. And all I had to do was fold it up and do it. Is no it, trimming, no So nothing. was it done like... You didn't trim it. You had measured and you did oh, the yeah, hole and it yeah, was just uh-huh. perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's nice. Doesn't is, happen all the time. And this is on a nightgown that no one will ever see. Yeah. But me. Except they did because you put it I on posted, the internet. Well, I, you know, I took a picture. <laughs> I thought, I'm taking a picture of this. And then like two days later, I thought, I got to show that off. I just love how nice it looks. Yeah. Um. Rightly so. So people are like, how is this done? What is a cover stitch? Right. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I, we've talked about cover stitches and before. And I don't know how long or how often or what we've exactly said about cover stitches, but we're going to talk about it again. And I will tell you, they're <laughs> part of my life every day, so I don't mind talking about That's them. right. That's right. So- a cover stitch, a, what, one of the questions was like, can my serger do this? Right. Or, or Good actually, question. What, did you, I think one of the questions was, did you do this on your serger or did you do it on your There's conventional a, machine? Uh-huh. Well, I did well, it on a cover stitch. Yeah. So, you know, machine. So, anyway, like lots of just good questions, like basic questions right. around cover stitch. So, what we thought, kind of thread is that? What's Things going like on? That. Like, yeah. are you a witch? Like, what's happening? No, I'm, I'm a cover witch. <laughs> cover, cover stitch witch. Um, how do you spell cover stitch? <laughs> because whenever you try to write cover stitch, autocorrect or spell check or whatever wants to correct it to overstitch. So, it just doesn't Our mind even... sometimes says nothing available. Yeah. Like when I go to hit, you know, to like it redlines it stuff. and I'll hit it. And I won't get it. Or one time, it would only let me capitalize it. I'm like, where did that come from? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so um, I just spell cover stitch as one word. I do too. Personally. Most of the time. You could hyphenate it. Yeah, except that sometimes. Then it does to autocorrect splits yeah. it for me. Yeah. So yeah, you can, or you can put I've a space. I've seen it hyphenated. Hyphenated. You can do whatever you want. There is no... Uh, governing body on how to spell cover stitch but if you like try to spell baby lock like you know the branded thing Mm -hmm. i love how apple applies its branding when you're like my apple watch and it's like capitalizes a capitalizes (laughs) w iphone (laughs) has no problem small a yeah yeah um actually zelda wrote something about an ipad and she wrote it properly like lowercase i uppercase p is like oh well she's got that down you know she's got that can't branding. spell, but she can spell <laughs> right. bad. Yeah. Um. You know, Bernina's supposed to be all capitalized. In case you didn't know, is it really? Yeah. Remember that was. Uh, I, I remember, remember that being like the, one of the um, last things they released, like while we were dealers. Oh, like, you huh. must always all caps it. Oh, um, like we're yelling it in the Alps. Yeah, okay. it's like yodeling. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bernina, Bernina is named after a mountain. There's a mountain. Right. Mount Bernina. Bernina. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that cover stitch. Um, what is a cover stitch? Cover stitch is related. It's like a cousin of a serger slash overlocker slash overlock stitch. They're they're a bit related. Mm-hmm. Okay, in that a cover stitch is formed by. Well, a, you forgot the chain stitch. Part. Cha- okay, well, <laughs> hey, we are not talking about chain stitch yet. Okay, right. uh, but you're right. You're right. Oh man. Uh oh. 
It's it's that's a, next podcast because it's with a, a chain stitch. because it's a woven it 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 is a knitted stitch again. So a cover. So stitch. it's not a locked stitch. It's a knitted stitch. Yes. Um. Even though then sometimes people they say cover lock, which can mean cover stitch or yeah. overlock. I think that's I a don't confusing like the term. word cover lock. It really confuses me. I don't know what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that and can I be confusing. And I have people say to me, I want to get a cover lock machine, and I'm like. Wow, what does that mean? Right, you know, which yeah. stitch do you want to do? Yeah. You know. So yeah. Anyway, there's there's that element to it, but a cover stitch is created by two or three needles and one looper. So underneath you have one thread that's going back and forth between those needle threads that are coming down. It's not a bobbin. It's not a bobbin. That's why I'm saying. It's kind of related to the serger slash overlocker. Well, that's overlocker. what I'm saying. Change right. too, because yeah. the the you know you can find the right bobbin sti- bobbin thread to pull to make it all come apart. Is that right? Not bobbin thread. Uh, looper. Looper thread. There's only one looper thread. In right. The cover stitch. Yes, and if you can find the place to pull it out. <laughs> yes. You can make it. Be undone, like a, what like ZD's a chain saying stitch. is, it's not like on the as, dog food bag, which uh, they don't do anymore. Yeah, it's not as stable. The cover stitch right. is not as stable as a lock stitch when it's not um, secured. Secured. That's like what locked. Um, when it's not yeah. secured. Yeah. So the cover stitch is created by two or three needles and a looper. There are the way ZD answered a question like, "Did you do this on your serger?" Well, trick question. Yeah. The trick mach- answer, probably not a trick question. There you go. Yeah. The machine we use to do this is a combo machine, mm-hmm. but like the cover stitch part is really quite separate. The right. L- so it's basically sort of like they put a serger, you know, in this box, and then right next to it they put a cover stitch in this box. And then they allowed them to, like, use the same thread lift or whatever. And you can use them at the same time. So I can make a cover stitch, right, and um, a, a cert, an a overlock cert, stitch. Right, and, yes. <laughs> so I can make I a surgery overlock stitch <laughs> and and. And a cover stitch. And a cover stitch or a chain stitch and a serger stitch. Okay. Yeah. I, let's not talk. I think chains. I didn't right. know we were getting chain stitch in here, Mom. Well, I, was, I know. Yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. So the the cover stitch part, though, we were talking about loopers. Right. So if you own a serger, or even if you don't, a serger has two loopers. Correct. And on our combo machine, we've got three loopers because the cover correct. stitch looper is separate. It's a different. It's separate. It's separate from those other loopers. With, right. It's different. And actually, you can use only the serger part on this machine, and you can use only the cover stitch part on this machine. And as Edie just said, you can put them together, and too. That's why it's, and that's why it's called a combo. Yeah. And when I say it's a combo, you can actually do the stitches at the same time. So you're running the fabric through at you know once, and you're getting an overlock on an edge, and you're getting a cover stitch next to it. That's right. So... The what ZD keeps talking about with the chain stitch, I defined the cover stitch as being formed with two needles and one, two or three needles and one looper. Right. The chain stitch is just when you use one needle 
and the looper. That's correct. Okay, so you don't. But you're get using your you're using your the cover, cover looper, looper, cover right. looper. So the cover stitch is what you see. You know, we used to be able to say this a little more reliably, and now a lot of companies are using that like stitch that looks like the cover stitch on both sides. Right. And so it's confusing. But if you have a t-shirt and you look at the hem and you see two lines of needle stitching on top. That are parallel. That are parallel. And they've just got like blank, and straight blank and space between they're them. straight and parallel. Yep. And Look then like railroad tracks, so to speak, or yep. something. Well, no. No, exactly because they're going the other way, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, these are parallel to each other. There's nothing going the, between they look them. Like the lines on the highway. There you go. Yeah. Do not pass lines. They're right. Just, they're just parallel lines. lines. Okay. Yeah. And then on the back, you get the wiggle zigzag between them. Right. You get like you know the lattice work between right. those stitches. That is a cover stitch. So on the ovation that we have, the combo machine, and on a lot of cover stitches, you have the option for three needles. How many? Cover stitch. Do well, we, one's in the shop. The I need triumph. to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The triumph, the and, the triumph and the ovation. Oh, are we sewing on the triumph right now? Is that what's going on? I forgot. Um. No. That's, no. That's the. Um, that's the ovation. That's the ovation. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you you can use any combination of these needles. Right. Right. So there's a left, a center, and a right, or one, two, three. There, okay. This has. This has the capacity to use eight threads. Well, hold on. Right. Just the cover stitch part. Oh, just okay. the cover stitch part. Okay, sorry. sorry, sorry. I started talking <laughs> about the down. machine. Calm down. I started oh. talking about the machine. So this is just the cover stitch part. Just three needles. Don't listen to me today. Yeah. yeah. So you can use needles one and two together. You can use needles two and three together. You can use needles one and three together, or you can use all three. And if you use all three, it's called a triple cover stitch. Mm-hmm. Even though the single cover stitch uses two needles, but like we won't talk about how that's a little confusing. Yeah, I call it a double, but anyway, it's wrong. Yeah. Why would you call that a double? Because it's two needles. That's what you I call it. No, you don't. You don't say, I just uh, did a double cover stitch, yeah. do you? I just say I did a cover stitch. Yeah, so yeah. a cover stitch uses two. It's cover stitch or triple cover stitch. Right, There's right. There's no single or double. It's that's just right. cover stitch and triple cover. And like you said, the chain stitch is just with the one needles. The chain stitch, like Zidi said, it's like what you used to get on the dog food bags. They stitch it together. Flower bags used to there's be like a, that. We said there's no bobbin thread. It's a looper. Right. right. So you don't get the so lock it's, stitch it's look. It's basically crocheted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so on the back, you're getting loops instead of mm-hmm. uh, co- sort of a corresponding lock, lock. stitch. Uh-huh. And this is, there's a chain stitch embroidery machines and you have found, you can find chain stitch embroidery because the back of the chain stitch is very bold. Right. Right. Because you get those loops going. And actually on those machines, that's on top. Right. You know, they flipped it sort of. So anyway, um, the cover stitch, what it, why it's called a cover stitch is it can cover a hem that is it can cover the raw edge of a hem that is sewn that's why it's called that so let's take a little break and come back and kind of talk about the difference between it and the overlock and then how you can do a cover stitched hem cd what's your favorite way to measure yourself with my easy check tape measure. So tell me a little bit about this. It's the only way to measure myself, I why, think. Why is it so magical? Well, because there's a slide on it. Uh-huh. You actually snap one end of the tape measure into the back of the slide, and then you fit it to the measurement, and then you can unsnap, 
and the slide remains on the place that you've measured. So if you're trying to measure your arm, right, or your underbust, right, or your thigh, or your head, or your head, oh yeah, the head right. definitely. Well, and <laughs> you know, measuring yourself is one thing, but even measuring somebody else, what it does is it marks the spot, basically, where the measurement is. And so if I'm, and this happens to you that. You're measuring somebody, and they start talking to you, and you're like, was that 21 or 23? Oh, my gosh. Right. And where with this, you know, it, it, the slide has marked it. I also have heard feedback from customers who say, I am sending this to my daughter or, you know, so that she can measure my grandchildren, That's and it will right. be accurate. Right. Right? Well, we've actually had trainers, too, yep. that, that bought these, you know, for their customers or they themselves use it for their customers or it was a male trainer and a female client. Uh, he right. didn't have to put his hands on the person right. or whatever. Also, this tape measure, when you use it with a snap, it's impossible to work from the wrong side. That's the other thing yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> you can't measure from the 60 end. You have to measure from, from the, the zero, one end. From the zero, zero end. Yes. Right. right. And I said 60, but... Um, you know, it also has the millimeters on the other side, too. So yeah. you, you've got... Um, you have imperial, imperial and you have metric. Metric, uh, right. And so the easy check tape measure makes it very simple when you are trying to measure yourself uh, and you just don't want to be fumbling around. Well, and I think... You know, the thing is, don't order one. Because if somebody sees it, a husband or right? a daughter or just a friend, I mean, honestly, at Christmas time, I would put this, like, in almost everybody's stocking stuffer. And I think it's a great thing to, like, send away to college with people, things like that. Where Fabulous. Where you, you want yeah. something measured. Well, if you're interested in your own easy check tape measure, you can see a video on how it works at sewhere.com slash tape measure. And you can check it out for yourself. Sewing out loud. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. Okay, so a difference, something that I used to explain to people in the shop was with a cover stitch, you can sew in the middle of your fabric. When you're cover stitching, most often you're not using the blade right. on your machine. Even if you have a combo blade. Right. On a combo machine, it's serger blade, you drop it and lock it down. When you're doing just the cover stitch. Right. Now, ZD was talking about those combo stitches where you can like use them all. And you could use the, you use the blade then because right. you're incorporating the overlock. But when you're just using your serger, you have a boundary 
the looper is going over the edge of the fabric. Right. Okay. Whereas the cover stitch, it's on the bottom. It's going underneath only. It stays on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. So on a serger, you can do fancy stuff. Well, on a serger, there's an upper and lower looper. Yeah. So one's underneath and one's on top. There you but go. But you do have the one on top. Right, right. So with the, with the serger, you could do fancy stuff like fold your fabric. Surge along the fold. And, and make sure you're not cutting. And make sure you're not cutting. Drop your knife <laughs> yeah. or make sure either way you want to do that. So, yeah. like, people do pin tucks like that right. or flat, um, um, the flat locking mm-hmm. that's the kind of mimics the cover stitch. Right. Okay. So, there, there are ways, there are technically ways to sew in the middle of your fabric with the overlock part. But the cover stitch, it can almost act a little bit more like the sewing machine. Right. You're right? sewing on the flat bed with yeah. your flat fabric, you know, in, like Mallory said, in the middle of the fabric. Like, you decide where, you know, how far from the edge you want to, you know, have this line of stitching. And there are people who do, you know, people like us, I guess, um, that put decorative threads, like, in the loopers, and they literally are decorative stitching all over right. a square of fabric so or something. So when we make you know? a pair of leggings, say, or, or, or um, workout wear, and we want that stitch that looks like it's, you know, the lattice stitch that shows on top of the seam or whatever, right. we flip our fabric, and we're, we do the cover stitch, so we're we're cover stitching from the back side of the fabric, and then when you turn it over, what you will see is the looper side. So yep. we have the looper side on the public side. ZD showed her hem and showed both sides of it. Right. She decided to make the double needle area the, her public side on that. Right. Um, and we have a zigzagger video on the decorative cover stitching on leggings. Like oh, that's one of that's okay. one of the that's one of the bonus you know the videos. other thing we do especially those of you that are understand how to use your cover stitch I know a lot of people are a little bit afraid of it but one of the thing is when you you are sewing in the round so you're you're hemming a pair of pants or even well even this I went around the bottom yeah or the tail of the nightgown you know to hem it so that was basically in the round. And we show you how to lock and pull um, the threads from people underneath. like that video a and lot. What, I'm going to nice. ask you, what is it called? It's called How to Finish a Cover Stitch in the Round. Okay. How? And it gets positive reviews, and no one says you have a bad wig. People are just like, thank <laughs> you so much. I don't think so they much. can see my head you know, in that one. Well, yeah. I don't know if we put your face in it or not. Yeah, I um, don't think so. I, I think it's remember. just my hands. But it's a... Uh, Apparently, all of our videos should be just like that. So anyway, <laughs> we we uh, have a Almost, video yeah, on yeah. on finishing it, and you can see it. But and people really like this because this is really easy to do, and it answers the question on how to secure these without having to go through an ordeal of taking the tails and a needle and pulling it through to the bottom and all. It's this. like easy to it's do. It's like a magic thing. Once you know how to do right. it, but when you learn, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is so cool. Yeah. So how to finish a cover stitch in the round. And then, um, so we were talking about you can sew in the middle of your fabric, but a lot of times people are hemming with, yes. with this. Okay. Yes. So what you are doing is you're figuring out how much to fold up your fabric. And there's Some, two there's, ways yeah, to do Yeah, two ways this. to do it. Right. Go ahead. Well, I guess there's like three ways. Okay, you go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The two ways to make... Now, what what I posted, and I hope maybe we should just make Let's sure... Let's start with this one, this yeah, first may, one. Yeah, maybe we should make, with this, make sure that the one that we posted is on the... Um, 
on this yeah. podcast. People can make sure not everybody looks at our Facebook, I don't think. So what I did to this one is I cut my hem, you know, very nice, very um, very sweet. I cut the bottom edge of my fabric. And actually, this is more like a shirt tail hem. Like it goes curved. Kind of up. Yeah. Uh-huh, it's curved on the sides. And it's like my standard nightgown. Like I have to sleep in this nightgown I make, everybody. Like it's the only thing I'm comfortable in. I, it's very weird. But anyway, um. So I knew I wanted to turn it up approximately like a half to three quarters of an inch. But what I really did is I went over to the machine and I, I looked at where my, my needle one was and needle three because that's what I used. I used a wide, wide. cover okay. stitch, okay, mm -hmm. so that makes it wider. And I was like, okay, so that's where it is. And, you know, I marked that on my seam gauge or whatever. And I knew that's how um, much allowance I wanted to make which is really no big deal. Like on a nightgown, I wouldn't have cared if it was an inch off one way or the other, like, you know, as far right. as where it hung on my body. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I just made it, you know, had a good idea of sort of where I wanted it. So what most people would do yeah, <laughs> is they would probably pin this up to exactly, say, that three quarters of an inch, right? Mm -hmm. Now what I do is I pick a spot on the machine like there's a there's a place where you know two machine parts come together and it's like a little line on the machine it's not really a guide uh -huh. but there is a guide that is fantabulous that fabric it's called a fabric guide it is wonderful and that's even better than using this guide where the you know or this slot that I'm looking at to get to guide my fabric on and I want to you know I want to turn it up that much so that the fabric just went over to actually the first the left needle, needle, the left needle. needle one yeah right. yeah and if you look at the stitch I'm really good at it, okay? <laughs> but I've done it five million times. I mean, I wasn't always this good at it, okay? And I don't even pin it. I don't even mark it, okay? So I do yeah. this as I go along by sort of looking underneath and making sure I have it folded right. Folded yeah. right, folded right. Fold. And I look several times. I don't just buzz through it. You know, I, I, I do do So... I see my two rows of stitching on top, and then on the bottom, and I turn it over, one of the rows is stitching, you know, is locked in place right up, what, three-eighths of an inch, quarter of an right. inch, off of the edge of the fabric, and the other one is just on the other side of the fabric. Okay, so it's encased. Yes, the, 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 hems, the, the raw hem, edge is encased. The raw edge is encased. Now, it's knit, so it wouldn't be the end of the world if it wasn't perfectly encased. But I just get all turned on when I see it encased, I, when I do it. Yeah, I want to talk about how you were like three-eighths of an inch away or whatever. When you're doing a cover stitch hem on something curved. Yes. Or a, a garment that narrows quickly. So that could be like another uh, sort of thing that could happen. Um, you cannot have a deep cover stitch hem. Okay, like you can't oh, be turning this up no, two inches. Only, okay, only, right, <laughs> only if that would be like a straight hem. That's what I'm saying. Right. So if it's right. a curved, you're talking about shirt tail hem. Right. That's where like the and, and even yeah. with even with only turning it up that half inch or whatever, I made sure my curves that were on my side seams right, so it 
comes up and right. then goes back down. I make sure that they are a good gradual curve and nothing sharp. Yeah. Okay. Where I would have to allow to ease in some fabric or because something. Because let's talk about this aspect of the cover stitch real quick. You know how on a sewing machine you can sink your needle down and then pivot your fabric? Right. Well, on a cover stitch, you have two needles. Right. You no longer have one pivot point. Right. So actually... So you can't really turn... You can a little bit, yeah. but, but you bring your needles out of the fabric. Right. And it won't always look the best. Right. Because the stitch isn't formed quite as beautifully. Right. Now, because it's a knit, mm -hmm. you have a little bit of ease where you can sort of pull a little... And when you're going around, is that the concave or convex? Wait. Yeah. Depends on how you, depends yeah, on which depends side of the stitch you're on, right? right? <laughs> so convex, but you know, sometimes I'm easing the hem fabric in just a For little bit. For sure. And sometimes I am, might be spreading the top uh, fabric a little bit. For sure. So but the, this, you know, and this is a, Okay, everybody, this is not a science. This is a skill and an art. You this get is used practice, to it. practice, 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 right? And it just, you can't have a shirt tail hem on the cover stitch that's two inches deep, okay? If you right. want if you want a really deep hem on something like that, you need like a facing, okay? Right, because right. On anything, even yeah, on your machine. Right, yeah. even on your machine. Now, okay, we're talking about knits. Cover stitches are generally used on knits mm -hmm. okay they allow for stretch that's right this is a stitch that allows for stretchiness right. how cool so that's why you'll see them on like when you're going to finish the cuff of a shirt or something like that see it, it can you be see nice it on a knit pants leg yeah um, yeah uh, a waistband leggings, leggings uh leggings waistband um, uh i was gonna say leggings hem like any leggings yeah. seem at all Really. So that's why that's why we're kind of talking about it on knits. Now, right. the nightgown you made, does the hem have to stretch a lot? The hem actually does not have to stretch, okay? I mean, I make it roomy enough to sleep in. You know, right. it's sort of, it's kind of a a straight garment, but my body is bigger at the top than the bottom. So and I you make it like flare that. out. It's not like it's like. I do flare yeah. it out a little bit. Um, but I want to hold on. I wanna, and and making that shirt tail hem uh -huh. means it needs less stretch. Yeah, but I also right. want to talk about this. So even though your nightgown hem doesn't like quote unquote need to stretch, right? If your nightgown got caught on something, or I have That's in bed, right. I have like put my hands and down. And you twist yourself in your nightgown. Yeah, or you that. twist yourself, or you put your hands down and like scoot forward, and you catch your hem. Yeah. Your fabric, because it's stretchy, is going to stretch. You want the stitch to stretch along you with it. You do want the right because any manipulation at pulling that fabric right is going to make a stitch. So if you've pop. done it with a straight stitch, even though it doesn't have to stretch, you know, technically while right. you're wearing it, if the fabric gets stretched, the straight stitch would pop. So that's, that's why right. we're using a cover that's stitch, right. even though we don't need it to like actively stretch right. around us okay now in in the in the one i did i used maxi lock stretch thread on the top uh -huh. okay and i use a regular metler straight out serger thread on the bottom in fact they didn't even match i used a turquoise or teal color thread on the top yep and on the bottom it was already in there. It was like sort story, of a, a story of my cover stitch life. Yeah, it, it was already in there. That's right, <laughs> and because and and it was it was a pretty neutral fabric. It was kind of a very um, mellow yellow sort of. So it wasn't going to be something that if it did show, 
you know, it was going to be a big contrast that I was going to worry about. Right. And what I did is I tested, 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 as I always do. And I took that a scrap of that fabric, folded it up, stitched on it, and I saw that my top thread was not showing at all. And part of the reason is because I used the stretch thread uh-huh. and it fills in. Yeah. Right. Had that had I used regular serger thread on top, okay, the the lower thread probably would have sh- had more capability of showing yeah. through the top. Now, I used stretch thread because of the look, not truly because of the functionality here. Uh-huh. But I did him my sleeves, and I did want all that stretch in my sleeves sleeve. because in my sleeves, the sleeve is probably only. A half inch larger than my arm, uh-huh. you know, circumference. And you're your well, and I like to and... shove them up. Yeah, right. You know, right. so I I do kind of a short long sleeve on this garment, and then I shove it up to three quarter lengths a lot of times. So what ZD did was like the super awesome way of cover stitching, where she folded it up. Right. She stitched. She got the he- the hem allowance perfect. Right. And didn't have to trim. Now, if if you haven't done this as often as I have, there's a couple of ways to do this to. You know, like I said, and I feel through the fabric, and I can feel right where the edge of the, but you can either mark where it's, make a line, you know, draw yourself a little line where it's supposed to be folded up, uh-huh. and, and keep, you know, track of that, when, or you can pin it up, or you can, um, what's, what's the tape, wonder tape it up. Right there, there's, there's, you can clip it up, so you can secure that him up. I just don't have to anymore. I would though caution you, okay, on overpinning this hem. Right. Even if you're somebody who just. In like, fact, I probably wouldn't pin if I was going to you know, do it. I actually don't mind pinning. I'll pin it like four places. I was going to say you pin them at the on center of the edge. Yeah. And um, I sometimes do that, just. Sort of to check myself, yeah. To make sure I'm not making it larger. Uh, if or my fabric's or really squirrely, that's true. It can too. be kind of nice. Yeah. Okay, so or, or really a, a lot if you so got a lot of bulk. Sometimes. If you have a like a shirt hem, okay, and your hem is like 40 inches around or even like 50 inches around, right. if you do it at quarters, right? Really, that's pretty manageable space, like right. between your hands, right? You know, 10 inches, whatever. 12.5 is that a quarter of 50 yes it is um so if you just have those pins there and keep that folded and can feel that that's still pretty manageable and if you over pin you can distort your fabric well okay you will distort your fabric and you're constantly pulling pins yeah you're really better off so you've got your hands off of it and that's not good either that's another thing nice about the ovation Uh is it has a knee lift Oh yeah. So if you you know if you're if you're planning on doing any manipulation of the fabric, which I'm pretty sure I did on some of the curves a little uh-huh, bit, you curve, know, yeah. I sort of stopped. And this is much like a serger. If you get on a curve, you can stretch it to a straightness. Now, don't overstretch it. Be nice to it. Be easy, you know. And gentle. Yeah. Try not to contort. So you want it. Just manipulate that enough that it will go back and yeah. mem- remember what shape it was. That's the nice thing about knits, too, right? right? You can distort them a little right. bit. Um, the The other thing is, okay, you're like, I wouldn't pin. And I'm like, I'd pin at the quarters. Maybe you can use Wonder Tape, this, that, and the other right. thing. One thing we consistently don't recommend you do, though, like pretty, like 
really try not to do this is press in a hem. Don't press on the in knit. a hem before you do it. You'll be sorry. Yeah, we. It we might only... work once. It might work twice. But you will be sorry someday if you press in a hem before es- you sew it. Especially, so we press in hems on like jeans or on like a super stable like drapery hem or yeah. something like that. But on a, a hem like this. You can really distort it with the iron ahead Actually, of time. Actually, I don't think I press drapery hems in, do I? I think that's one place where, like, I could see oh, you doing it. Oh, I think it, I might you know? press the part that I fold under. Under, yeah. 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 So, anyway, you can actually get yourself in more trouble. Now, if right. it works for you, okay. Like, I'm never, I'm not right. going to, like, come be the iron police or anything like that. But if you're doing it because you think you should... Right. And you're still having trouble, give it a shot not doing that. And I know there's you know? lots of little guides and gizmos that tell you you can press a hem in, but I'm telling you, it's it's just not You're better off yeah. you're better off pinning yeah. uh and, and sewing and then pressing. Because if you press it right. in wrong, you've pressed a yeah. fold wrong. You've met, you know? yeah. So um and then on knits, you can there are lots of knits you can really distort with well, the iron. For like, instance, like an a line, like an A-line skirt bag. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You should be easing in the hem. Right. You know, I have seen people take tucks. That's really not the sure like the, the way to right. do it. Okay. <laughs> you should be easing that in. Okay. And then you press. If you press that ahead of time, you then you start giving yourself some issues. Right. You don't get the chance right. to ease it so in. So what's the second way you can do this? Well, the second way was trimming. Oh, did we talk about it already? Well, I try, I was trying to talk about oh, it. okay. So, I said you did it the way where you fold right. it up and it's perfect. Okay. okay. So Second d- way. So the other way is you fold. So I'm going to have, uh, you know, I you know, I don't think I would do it on this because of the curve, but. If I yeah yeah right that's why really why I, I never did do it on this. So the other way to him with with a cover stitch is to say you want a one inch him, you fold up an inch and a half or two inches, and then you know you just stitch one inch from your your folded edge right, right. and then you go back and you trim away the excess. This is good if you're not confident in catching right. the fabric. It's perfectly acceptable. It's going to give you a nice finish. Okay. Yes. Um, it's just fine. Or I don't think I'd do it like I was trying to think, okay, I have a shirt and then I want to take an inch and a half off. Like what I would do is I'd go cut the inch off and fold or go cut three quarters of an inch off and fold that's up three quarters of an inch. Yeah, like that's whatever. What I would do. That's yeah. what I would do. But I'm a little more skilled. However, if I was worried and i have been there's a time when i wasn't as good at the cover sometimes if the fabric is hard to manipulate you might be better off you know cutting it afterwards that's true giving yourself some more um giving yourself leeway yeah okay Uh so more support but just be nice to yourself right do it however and then take your your time trimming yeah that'll suck if you cut into your fabric and the duckbill uh very nice for that applications there's a very nice for that very nice so there's that um it's basically what ZD did. ZD was saying, "Oh, I wouldn't do this because the curve, because you're folding more up. You're having to deal right. with right. Then, right. then you're talking about more contortions. It's harder so it, to ease. I think yeah. it's probably why I always. I, this is the way I started it doing yeah. it, and I have always like kept it this way. Yeah. And then when I go to do the sleeves, it's just as easy just to keep you know right. the same technique. Now I've done it before. I've been like at the machine and then 
like I made a, like kind of a mistake that didn't really matter, and then I'm like, I'm just gonna trim this. Whoops, you know. That, yeah. So I've done yeah. that before. Well, or right, you've. I mean, you can go and check that, and if yeah. if you know if you have overfolded and there's some sticking out, you want to make it look better. You can trim off. Usually, it's not going to be that much, probably. Right. That it yeah, it matters. just wouldn't be useful to you to leave too much up in there. Right. Like anyway. So the third way is cover stitching upside down. That's right. So that was what I was going to say. It is the third way. Right. Yeah. But when you cover stitch upside down, uh-huh. right, your lattice part will be on the outside. So your lattice part isn't doing its normal job. It's not covering right? your raw hem. Yeah. And on the inside, you are going to want to make sure that both of your lines of stitching are on the fabric. And in this case, this is easier, right? You you get to see well, what you're you folding up. Well, you get to up. see it. Easier yeah. in that sense, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So so if you're doing a decorative stitch on the outside, you're actually stitching from inside the garment. Right. So you get to see uh, you don't need to worry about not getting the fabric because you can't see it. You could right. worry for another reason. But, you know, you could <laughs> worry for whatever you, you want. Could, you yeah. could have another problem. But um, I do want to – you said – you need to account for it getting both needles. That's right. You don't want to just catch your fabric with one needle. If you it only look catch nice. with one, you'll get like this, you know, curly. And, and, curly, And, and yeah. what will happen is maybe you'll catch it in one place and not the other. Yeah. You're better over catching and going back and trimming off yep. in that case. Because, you know, you would really like to have both of those lines of stitching on that hem that is turned up. Right. So... It, it can be a little easier, and then you can put decorative thread in your looper. So we said it's not right. a loop. It's not a, it's not a bobbin. And I actually, it's I not do a needle, have a, a few looper. jammies like that yeah. where I yeah. use decorative thread and, you know. Well, and it doesn't, you know, and then it doesn't even have to be special or decorative. Right. It could just be like a contrasting serger thread, yeah. you know. So this, like, I, I think there's a couple of people that have laughed about this and made comments about this before to me. So I wind up making my night shirts out of fabric that's left over or scrap, you know, scraps of it. In fact, that particular one that I just made is like color blocked. Like it has two different color sleeves and then it's got a really seam down the front and, this, and down the back and all of this. Okay. <laughs> these are, these are the things that I got in trouble with my husband because sometimes I'm incorporating like fabric that I used in a rash guard or, you know, another type of t-shirt or right. something. And he'll say to me, so are you dressed or not, no, or is not. that a nightgown? Like he, so there is no difference between my going out fabric and my, you know, sleeping fabric anymore, or my sleeping garment anymore. And actually, Deatrice used to do this. Okay, uh huh. She liked to go to the grocery store at like six in the morning, mm-hmm. like before anybody got there, and she used. To, these were cotton nightgowns right. that she would make, right? <laughs> cotton nightgowns. Yeah, I mean, this was a woven fabric, right. you know, and she would buy something that was sort of like a nice, um, you know, like shirting, like a plaid yeah. or something, or, and you couldn't see through it, right. you know, and she would make herself a nightgown out so that she could go shopping in her <laughs> nightgown. <laughs> That's and, funny. Well, I think it's funny because she always seems so prim and proper yes. to me. If and anybody, like, you went to the grocery store in yeah. your nightgown, and this was before people wore pajama pants. Yeah, outside. this is this yeah. is before sweatpants. Yeah, this was before all the time. Pajama pants and you scandalous. Know, yeah, and uh, workout wear so were considered you know clothing. Let's mm-hmm. review a little bit. A cover stitch is not a serger or a sewing machine. It's its own monster. Right. So there is such a thing as a standalone 
cover stitch. That's right. I, um, I also believe that there are machines, sergers that do a cover stitch. They have, I don't know how, I, I, I don't understand them. I think it's a mock cover stitch. I don't think it's real. It's a flat lock, isn't it? No, they actually, it's one of the ones that is a five thread. If it's a five thread, it's got a cover stitch. Right. So that's like a combo machine. That's what I'm saying. It's a combo. But they call it a serger. They don't call it a cover stitch oh. machine. I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, but if they call it a combo, it's a surgery and a cover stitch. You think it's something I'm else? I'm saying that there are machines that they just call sergers, I believe, that have a cover stitch on them. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know how it's different. Maybe, am I making this up? I don't know. Anything's possible, but I don't think that they're using one of the overlock loopers. I think they're using a cover looper, uh, which would make it a separate mechanism. They're not using a cover looper. Then I don't think it's I'm a cover thinking, stitch. I think they're using the lower looper on a serger and somehow making this happen. Then they're putting the auxiliary looper in place. People say to me all the time, my, my, and may, I don't know where they're coming from. They're saying my serger does a cover stitch. Then it's a combo machine, I think. Um, I don't know. Send us, if you, if you have a machine that you think does something different than what we're talking about, send, right. I want the model number. Because people are saying, I have a serger and it does a cover stitch. So I think they have a combo machine. I They would have to have a combo machine or it's some sort of mock cover stitch. Now, here's the deal. Here's something that happens with the internet is we were just looking up a brother cover stitch machine right. on Amazon and it had the word serger in it. Well, you put the word serger in the title of your product to get some SEO juice. Right. Because people, you're like, oh, well, Tell people. what SEO is. Search engine optimization. Right. So you you know people are searching for serger and they also want a cover stitch machine. So you put serger in the name of your listing. And, you know, I don't think it's like completely wrong, but it was a cover stitch only machine. It and didn't I, do overlap. Well, and the other thing that I have had show up with sergers is people have said, my serger does a decorative stitch. Yeah, right. Not really. Now, we've done okay, an episode yeah. on that. Right. We've also <laughs> had people say, my serger is electronic, and that is not true either, okay? It has an electronic screen on it that when you say you want a you know, a three-thread narrow, you dial to that, and then it tells you what settings to put now, it on. I don't know, though. So I don't know that Bernina that we were just yeah. looking at when we were doing a little research. It looked like maybe those are electronically uh, controlled. And I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility, that those tension disks are controlled electronically. Because, like, the Destiny's tension disks are controlled electronically. So, anyway, I think it's possible. But right. you're right. In the past, it was like there was a screen, but then you had to go do your own dials. So, I don't know. But, well, I was looking at that, and I actually had that thought. I was like, oh, I wonder if you are selecting it, and it is changing the tension right. to something that's recommended that you – so. Looks like the Bernina has the air threading, but what it looks like they don't yeah, it have. Yeah, does have an automatic threading now. It doesn't have the auto tension sensors like the Baby Lock does. So things are changing. Patents are. Yep. 
running out. Running I don't know. Out. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens to the future of surging. But yeah, I was actually thinking about that with the Bernina that we were looking at. Um, actually, maybe Julian can answer the question for us because he yeah, just did some go. videos for them. Uh, so we'll check that out. Anyway, to recap, I was trying to like tie this up with a nice bow, and then Mom, um, brought up some. You know, the stuff can still be confusing because there isn't like a super regulated way to call this well, stuff. Well, right. You know? And when people like, say that to me, I don't want to say, no, no that's, that's not wrong. right because I don't know what they're talking about. Right. No, I, I think you're totally correct. Well, there was one lady in the group um, who she just would not, you know, we were talking about the auto tensions. And she said, well, this machine has auto tensions. I was like, no, that machine will change its settings, but it's not actually sensing the thread, which is more of what I would call automatic tension you know right um she got you know really rude with me but whatever um so anywho cover stitch it's got one looper on the bottom and had the option for two or three needles on the top if it's just one needle that's a chain stitch which is right. a different ball of wax and it's I often think most used cover stitch machines now have three needle capabilities i am I think so too. Very common, maybe not all of them. I think so too. Um, so that that is quite um, that's generally what you're gonna see. I'm sure there are older models that don't. Right. You know. Right. Uh, oh no, I, no. I um, I believe Baby Lock actually had a cover stitch machine that only had two, two. needles at one time. Right? I think also when we talk about all these numbers and cover stitch and triple cover stitch, et cetera, et cetera, things can get a little confusing. Because it'll say four thread cover stitch. And I think in a lot of people's minds, they picture four needles. It's three needles and a looper. Right. Equals four threads. Right. right. So right. that that can sometimes get confusing. Um, you can have a five thread serger that maybe this is what they're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. A five thread serger right. will do like a chain stitch. Right. Next to. But that would only be that would be six threads. Because there's four, oh, but maybe it'll only well, do it, it with a three Well, it still only thread. has two loopers. I know, but two needles for a serger. Two needles for a serger, two loopers, that's four. A cover, a chain stitch would then need two more threads. That's six threads. So that's different. Okay? A five thread can have a chain yeah. stitch and then a three thread overlock. Right, but I'm yeah. saying that their overlock machine probably has four threads possible. Because it's got two needles and yes. two loopers. Yes. So that's kind of a different ball. And I was trying to keep it really focused on the cover stitch here. Right. Um. <laughs> you, uh, you know, I will tell you, you can go into a shop and to buy a serger, and there will be shops that are not savvy on their sergers. So you do want to try and find, you know, unless you are, you really need to plan on, you know, studying your machine. And like we said, we're talking about models that came out after we were dealers. You know, right. and it was always hard too. People would come in, so we would you know, we sold baby lock and people would say, Well, how does this compare to the Husqvarna this right. or the Bernina that? And we're like, We're not certain. Net you know, we don't sew right. on those that we know day. what this machine does. We will does. show you what this does, right. right? And if they said, Okay, well like that like that lady said Oh, well, there's this machine that has auto-tension. Well, let me explain. They're saying auto-tension like this, and I'm saying auto-tension like this. Right. You know, instead, and what that machine did, which was convenient, is if you selected a certain stitch, the tension knobs would move on their own. 
Uh-huh. Okay. And that's cool. Right. That's great. They move to the suggested tensions. And what the baby lock serger does, though, raise the presser foot, open the tension discs, lower the presser foot with thread in it, and it senses the thickness right. of the they each don't individual need, and thread. In fact, they call it a thread delivery system versus tension on those. That's uh, right. That's right. Threads. So it's like kind of, it's like, okay, well, you know, we're all using things like auto and this and that in different ways. Let's explain what this, you know, really right. is like on the inside or whatever, you know. So anyway, Another thing, I this is something I don't know for certain, but the cover looper, okay, on our machine, on like comes the Triumph, from it comes, the left side. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a different looper. So I don't think that the lower looper on an overlock machine could be repurposed to the cover Do looper. That. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's where this is coming up. Right. And, and it's something I don't know about. Right. You know, that sounds, that would be very rare, complex. Uh, but could happen. You know, the other thing, we're running a little late on this podcast, but somebody said you have to be a rocket scientist yeah. to switch it. And you were like, well, baby lock makes it easy. I mean, it is, it's, it takes some time. It's yeah. not as simple as pushing a button. Uh, I think I've, I think I did this in a live where I switched from serger to cover stitch. And I was like, I'm doing this in real time. That's right. I'm not That's speeding right. it up. I'm just going to show you and actually. And when we used to teach the baby know. lock combo machine, uh-huh. I would teach the serger part first. We wouldn't even talk about the cover stitch part. I would just teach the serger. Make sure that you know you knew the serger. Then I would teach the cover stitch part yep. and make sure you know, knew that. Then we would talk about combining them. Yeah. And because they really could be treated almost yes, as they, two separate and machines. And they do stand alone and function separately. And there's like color coding on the baby lock. That's right. Where it's like the, I can't remember. I think the overlock stuff was in green and the cover stitch stuff was in gold. And yeah. so you were, you know, that was helpful once people understood that. People like including me. Um. So anyway, that there, there are some different things coming out. Like we said, you know, technology is changing all the time. But. I think this is an answer of like what is a cover stitch and why it might seem weird because they are their own it's it's their own animal. Right. You know, and somebody who started out sewing on a sewing machine for the longest time and then was like, What's a serger? You know, and then is like, What's a cover stitch? And I would guess that those people that are saying, Oh, my serger will do a cover stitch, my question to them would be is can you do this with your fabric flat, or do you have to fold it over to do it? Yeah, because I mean, then it would be more of a mock stitch. Right, because like we said, there's not really standardized language, but ZD and I try to really define what we're talking about when we're talking about right. it. You know, when we say cover stitch, this is what we are talking right. about so that we can, you know, use that shared vocabulary or whatever. So anyway... Yeah, let, let us know. And I'd love to know the model number. I will look uh, yeah, at we're gonna, owner's manuals. And I hope we have not confused you. Yeah, I was like, here we go. Yeah. Um, when someone says, someone asks a machine-specific question, and I think I know the answer to it, but it's not a machine I have a lot of um, experience with, I'll look at the owner's manual. You can access right. almost any machine owner's manual The online. other thing that we have come across a lot of times is people saying oh my sewing machine i can turn it into a serger yeah because and and what they will understand or 
or what someone has told them or and what all they understand is well they have this foot that will cut off the edge of the fabric while you're sewing yes that's available for sewing machines it does not turn your sewing machine into a knitted stitch. Doesn't you put loopers have, on your right, sewing you machine. You still right? have a lock stitch that you are using. That is not what a serger or you know an overlock really is. The, that's not its only function you know, that it cuts and sews at once. That would frustrate me when we were dealers because, and not because I was like jealous or wanted people to call something a certain thing or whatever right um but people would come in and say oh well this dealer showed me this sewing machine that can turn into a serger and I was like you're gonna be really disappointed right this is not gonna do if you if if that person knew what a serger does you know if they were expecting to get the exact same results uh, I, I think that's almost like Well, and what I would assume is the person showing but them just didn't, didn't really understand. They thought, oh, well, it just cuts yeah. and sews at yeah. the same time. Yeah. That's not all that's it true. does. A no. serger gives you a knitted stitch. A different structure. Yeah. Yes. No, that's very true. But that would kind of upset me because I was like, well, oh, my gosh. Right. This person thinks they're going to get this, that, and the other thing. Right. And they're really not like going to get exactly right. what we're talking about exactly. here. You know, they're not going to get the results that their friend with a serger is getting, you know, right. And, right. and and could that be disappointing? So, yeah, I never, I, you know, we never said anything like that, but we're, you know, we're such serger enthusiasts, I guess, you know. <laughs> well, I think so too. And, I, you know, I remember when we, when we actually closed our shop, I can't remember the guy's name, but baby lock that was in charge of. Yeah. You know, he said to me, he said, the one thing about you guys is you understood your machines. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean um, and I thought it was kind of funny no, that no he knew that about no us. No staff member at our place was saying we had sewing machines that turned into surgeries. <laughs> right. Not for long. If That's I would have heard that, I'm like, oh, oh, one second, I think what so-and-so was trying to say, you know, um, that would have that would have perked our ears up for sure. Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. I can see him, but I can't remember his name. Craig? Yeah. Is that Craig? Craig say that? Yeah. Who, yeah. He's the one who's gone. So yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. He's gone now. Yeah. Maybe um, he Ray. Ray. Oh, maybe Ray, he's Ray. But Ray retired like before we left. Yeah, there. no, no, no. It wasn't Ray. Okay. But maybe he didn't understand the machine, so he's maybe, gone. Maybe every <laughs> maybe everyone thought we understood our machine, so we just can't remember who said it, you know. No, we did um we did have a good understanding of our machines right and how they work yes i think we really did uh know that and so things can change and we're not in the technology is fast everybody and we're not in the technical trainings for baby lock or for the other brands you know i and but i i wish we could i thought those were so fun you know those were good (laughs) i loved them okay well we've maybe we can call a baby lock and ask them if we can can come to to tech training tech training for for good time yeah just for good time okay well Our, our our what did they call it? Um, dealer training where they showed you all the machines. Remember? Yeah, we've gone um, on for almost an hour trying to clarify cover stitching. And but maybe we're gonna have, we do have a good editor. Brought up more questions than uh, than answers. I don't know. But that's that's the hallmark of being really curious, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to couch it that way, mom. I'm going to couch it. In- <laughs> <laughs> OK, and I'm going to sign off with. Try not to be confused. <laughs> so long and so happy. Cover stitch long, surger lock happy. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com.